Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast. Uh, today, as we continue this sort of theme at the moment of jumping from topic to topic, this one's about gold and silver. This is, uh, and I went off on an absolute rant uh, about how the systems are fraud, how the systems are lie, and that you know we need to wake up and, and start taking things out of the system uh, and, and being more responsible for where we stand for our investments. A lot of this has come from the interview with uh, Rob Tyson, episode 101, and he recommended a series by Mike Maloney, Currency Versus Money, something along those lines. We put a link in the show notes then. I watched that, and it was to me it was absolutely mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. And, and that's got me, although, I was, although I've always had an interest in macroeconomics, global policy, uh, monetary policy history, it was watching that series that really reignited my flame and that spark. Uh, for me to then go and take proper action. So I hope that this rant really helps. Um, you know, again, feel free to check out everything in the show notes that you know we relate to. And happy investing. If this is why gold and silver, I think, are very, very good. It's a complete hedge against stupid people. It's a complete hedge against everyone else. You know, we talk about wanting to be contrarian. We talk about wanting to be different. We talk about not wanting necessarily to be part of the system, to have more autonomy, to have more freedom. Well, what is freedom? You know, we're getting monitored left, right and centre by everything and everyone. Governments are, you know, taking away cash as, as we know it, start to have more, you know, computerised payments. Why? Because they want to monitor everything that we do. People people don't like cash. It depends on who you speak to. I mean, cash is... You know, often associated with drug dealers, cartels, tax dodgers, you know, all, all of those sort of things, all, all these sort of negative things that we get branded in the world. And there's just there's just too much shit out there. There there really, really is. The whole system's a lie, it's completely fraudulent. You know, I remember uh, Rob Tyson uh, from the Dig Deep Mining podcast. He mentioned about Mike Maloney's 10 series, uh, a video, sorry, of 10, uh, 10 videos, a uh, series of 10 videos, sorry, on, on YouTube, uh, currency versus money, I think. And we linked to that in the show notes. And I watched that after recording the, um, the interview with Rob. And I, I was amazed, absolutely amazed at everything that's going on and, and how, how things are, why things are happening as they are. And the fact that Really, not a lot of people can see it. You know, why are China and Russia buying up a hell of a lot of gold? Why are they also buying up quite a bit of silver? Because they can see what's happening. The the end is is probably quite near for, for the US dollar being the world reserve currency. You've seen other things like blockchain technology come into play. Uh, you know, Bitcoin being the main thing. That as well, and I don't know a lot about that to, to pass comment on how good or how not good that is. I don't know. Well, one of the things about the blockchain and other things like that is it's taking the ideas and, and the currency out of out of the system. And it's the same with gold and silver, and you know, buying other metals, you know, palladium, rhodium, platinum, all of these things. It's taking it out of the system because at the end of the day, whether you've got a pension, whether you've got you know, money in property, real estate, or whatever, you're really at the hands of the policymakers, you're really at the hands of 
the government, but you're at the hands of greed as well. You, you look at most of the crashes that have happened before in 1929. Um, you know, obviously that was, that's catastrophic. Uh, things that happened in the late 80s as well, 2007 to 2009. Uh, COVID's, you know, come out of the blue a little bit as well. You know, that hasn't helped. And a lot of it is is built on greed. All you have to do is read the books, listen to the audio books, you know, the Creature of Jekyll Island, all about the Federal Reserve. You know, created in 1913, it's effectively a massive cartel. Look at the purchasing power of the dollar since the Federal Reserve has come in. You know, it's the purchasing power has gone down at a time of recording by about 98%. But because of inflation, it sort of has that opposite psychological effect. And that's the thing. The psychology in the the market is crucial. It absolutely is. If you think about where we are at the moment, we've got, just imagine inflation and deflation are two teutonic plates. And they are rubbing up against each other. Not in that sort of way. You know, <laughs> they're grinding against each other. And what way is it going to go? Because at some point that's going to snap. It, and you know, Jim Rickers said this recently. It's like it's like a twig. It's very easy to snap a twig, and this is what it's like. But what way is it going to go? Is it going to go to inflation, which could lead to hyperinflation, or is it going to go to deflation? Now we don't really know because a lot of what's going on around the world is based on psychology. What do people think? How confident are they in the system? I'm not confident in the system at all. It's all, as I say, it's all, you know, it's all lies and smoke and mirrors, really, fueled by greed and by people not knowing, you know, re- you know, regular people not knowing what's going on. I think the availability of information, you know, people like Mike Maloney doing his, you know, recordings, um, his websites, his book, Gold and Silver, which I'd recommend. We've got a link to that in the show notes. The same with Jim Rickards, well, when it comes to the new case for gold. And, and other books that he's written out, he's got five in total. Again, all of that's in the show notes. I would urge that you take time to listen to that and to study what's gone on in previous cycles. You know, uh, Mark Homer and myself discuss this on the 100th episode as well, uh, in depth, looking at, we can always learn about things that have gone on before. Because we can, because these things have gone on before and these things will happen again. They're going to keep happening and keep happening and keep happening because as a society, we don't seem to learn any lessons whatsoever. And that's scary. You know, that, that really, really is scary. Uh, another book I'd recommend that you check out is This Time is Different by Carmen Reinhardt and Kenneth Rogoff. Really, really good. They'll listen to Unaudible recently. Uh, Howard Marks, uh, Understanding market cycles again that's an audible paperback you know listening to those books or reading those books really will give you an understanding of of, of what's going on and many people can't see it because the same thing happens over and over again greed fuels everything uh you know uh the the market keeps going up the market keeps going up then everyone starts talking about it because you can put money in and you're getting fantastic returns and then that level isn't sustainable. And at some point, the market has to self-correct itself. And when it does that, it comes crashing down. Now, how a government responds to that is up to them. You know, with the late 80s, the, the Japanese didn't let the market hit rock bottom. They used a lot of different 
tools in their toolbox, Q, you know, quantitative easing, QE, amongst other bits and pieces. And they've been very stagnant for the last 30 years. If you let the market completely crash out, then you're gonna have a better recovery. But this is a cycle that's been going on for a long time. It's been going on for years and years and years and years and years. I you know, take the example of the tulip mania in the 17th century. You know, there are points where tulip bulbs, I think, were costing more than houses. Now, 375 years later, we can look back at that and go, oh, well, that's a bit fucking strange. That's a bit weird. Well, how the hell did it get to that? Because it's built on confidence. It's built on people having this belief that it's all going to work out. And, you know, and it really isn't. So that's why you have to hedge against this. That's why you have to protect yourself. Putting money away into savings pots, in, into banks, putting money away into pensions isn't going to help because when that all comes crashing down, all the money that you've, you know, you've strived to earn over your lifetime, whether you've put it in your pensions or, you know, any extra cash that you've earned that you've put in the bank and it all comes crashing down. It all comes crashing down because of the market. That's where this belief comes from that you, the less you have in the system, the better your life is probably going to be because you're not then reliant on big brother as such. You're not reliant on the government. You're not reliant on them to steer everything as best as they possibly can because governments over and over again have proven that they do not have the ability to do that. Everyone falls into the same trap. People get greedy. People don't understand monetary policy history. I'm not sitting here saying that I understand it 100%. I'm not going to claim that I do. I'm not the dog's bollocks when it comes to that. When it comes to studying shit that's happened before, studying what's happened, studying why it's happened, you can see the same thing happening again. Now, let's take let's take COVID because everyone's talking about COVID and they have done for a while. That came out of the blue. What well, we believe it came out of the blue, absolutely out of the blue. And it's had... Now, disastrous consequences for the world's population in terms of uh, the spread of that disease and people dying from that disease. You know, not a nice thing. It's never nice when you have, you know, friends that have been that have family members that have been affected by that. That's that's not nice. The response from a lot of governments and around the world is, oh crap. Um, right, oh, this has caught us off guard. We need to print, 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 print these numbers, print this currency like we've never printed it before. Well, okay, but it's not backed by anything. You know, people are creating millions and billions and trillions of dollars, pounds, whatever currencies there are, to help support their country but it's not being backed by anything. You know, go back to that Federal Reserve report. The banks aren't in, don't have to have anything sat in the banking reserve. So if there's, again, I read a report, it's about three, $3.1 trillion in circulation. None of that's backed. So what if that collapses? Well, when it collapses, in the history of fiat currency, so you know, a dollar, a pound, a peso, whatever, the success rate of a fiat currency is zero. At some point in time, all of them, all fiat currencies that have ever existed, have corrected themselves back at zero. And that's scary. That scary satire in 2020, looking at all the pounds and dollars and everything that's going on, and, and all the 
everything that's being printed and going, you know, wow, I'm part of the system and this is scary. This is absolutely scary to be part of the system because it's going to go tits up again because it's happened for years and years and years and years and years before. The cycles have happened before. The cycles will happen again because we think we can fool the system. We think we, you know, oh, it cocked up last time. Don't worry, next time is going to be better. No, it won't. It, it really, really won't because people won't learn the lessons. People will, yeah, more than likely always be greedy. And when they can see all the pound signs in their eyes and, you know, all of this, people will always want more. And, you know, it, it's the... 90% or whatever the statistic is, you know, most of the population will suffer. So what can we do about that? Well, that's where we start looking at how these systems work and, and how to get out of the system. And one way to get out of the system is to buy gold, is to buy gold silver, is to buy other metals as well. You know, gold, gold's been around for years and years and years. You know, as, as money, it's been, you know, five, what, three, four, five thousand years, somewhere along those lines. It's been around for a very long time. It is an incredible store of value. So buy some. You know, normally when gold is doing really well, everything else isn't doing too well. When everything else is doing really well, gold doesn't normally do as well. Other metals, you know, pending. And stuff like gold, silver, you know, th these are finite resources. They will run out at some point. There's only so much pure gold, pure silver in the world. Silver has many more uses day-to-day -day uses but by taking and purchasing gold and silver you've then got everything out of the system you've got everything out of the system so let, let's just say you've got fifty thousand pounds sat in a pension at the moment and you, you speak to your pension advisor who by the way is probably getting commissions from the very place where he's putting you know your numbers yes of course he's got a vested or that she or whoever they've got a vested interest in it because you know, they're going to get some commission from that. Again, fueled by greed. But if you've got £50,000 in, in a pension and a massive financial bubble happens and a massive collapse happens, like I think it's going to happen, and your pension gets wiped out, then your 50000 let's just say, goes down to zero. Everything's wiped out. That's going to make you feel bad. You're going to feel everything under the sun. You're going to feel terrible. You're going to feel disillusioned. You're going to... You know, you go through the five stages of grief, you're going to get angry, you're going to blame others. Well, okay, fine, that's natural. However, what if you took that £50,000 and bought gold and silver? Now, if you do that, you've then taken everything out of the system. Gold, you know, again, at the point of recording, it's, you know, there's no currencies out there that are backed by gold. That all finished in 1971. If you've got all this gold and silver, and a financial collapse happens. And again, looking at all the history, all the stats, normally what happens is when all the investment, all other investments go belly up, gold and silver will do much better. If people like Jim Rickards, again, Mike Maloney and others believe that gold at some point is going to have a massive correction and possibly go up to $10,000 an ounce. That's quite decent. You know, that's not bad. That's what they believe based on all the figures, based on all the numbers, based on all the quantitative easing. So you can go and buy gold, you can go and buy silver. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. In fact, it's relatively straightforward to do. 
as a UK citizen, we have the ability to, to do that quite easily. You can use online merchants such as Sharps Pixley, they're based in London, Bullion by Post. All of these places you can use, turn up, you know, or sit online, create an account, buy, then it gets delivered to you. You can choose to store it if you want, absolutely. And that's it, it's a, there's, there's low barriers. There, there's absolute low barriers to, to buying gold and silver. And the great thing about being a UK national is, again, at the time we're recording, we've got uh, sovereigns, which are quarter ounce, uh, and then we've got Britannias, which are one ounce. Uh, and all of this is uh, 0.999 fine gold, fine silver. Now, the really good thing about that from a gold perspective is that it's VAT free. So that's very good. But because a sovereign in Britannia are classed as legal tender in the UK, they're also capital gains tax free. So you're buying something, and again, this in this case is gold, that's VAT free and capital gains tax free. Happy days. So, you know, if you buy gold and then you go and sell it when it hits a really high mark, then great, there's, there's no tax to pay on that. My strategy would be to, you know, if it was me doing it, I'd just buy and hold, buy and hold, pass it on generation to generation. That's how you create really, really good wealth. Silver's pretty much the same. The only difference you have with silver is you've got to pay VAT on silver if you take delivery of it. So if you buy silver and then buy storage at the same time, you don't have to pay VAT on the silver. If you buy silver and then take deposit of silver, so you receive the silver, then yes, you're paying VAT on it. Again, now that, that depends on how you want to do, how you want to do it. Many ways you can store gold and silver. Now you keep it under your carpet if you really want, it depends how much you've got. Um, keep it in a safety deposit box, you know, all, all of these things. If you're gonna store it using a fully insured storage facility, again, somewhere like Sharps Pixley in London would be pretty good for this. There are many others up and down the country then you can do that. And the main reason for doing that is because it's then out of the system. There's no point buying gold and silver and then leaving it in a bank deposit box. Pointless, because when everything goes tits up, the odds of you being able to get your hands on what is rightfully yours could be quite minimal. So if you're gonna buy gold and silver, then you take it out of the system, take it out of the system. And that's the beauty of it. And this is what more people are starting to realize that they can do. And you know, follow the. You got to follow smart people as well. Again, Russia and China—they're buying up a lot of gold. They can see on a macroeconomic level what's going to happen here, and they believe that the end of the dollar, as the world's reserve currency is coming, it, no different from the pound. Again, back in I think 1913, 1914, people believe that the pound was the ultimate thing. You know, it's always going to be the reserve currency of the world. Nothing's ever going to change. You know, within within a year of that statement, uh, then the U.S. dollar was the reserve currency. So the dollar's, my opinion, has had its time. It's had its time. But that combined with the amount of quantitative easing that's going on by the, by the government, by people that really have no clue on the history of monetary policy, they need to be, they, they should go and study that. Then it puts you and I at risk. For anyone that's got anything in the system anywhere, we're at risk. Absolutely, we're at risk. You know, even if you've got a, a, a stack of real estate, property, you're still at risk because you have to be able to work with the, the cycle, do things at the right time. 
there's so much out there. I mean, yeah, I can go on for hours and hours and hours. Um, I might do that on our next call. <laughs> but, you know, they, they, it's, it's scary. It is scary. I mean, all, all I say is um, to go and check out the show notes, check out the books, uh, check out the links we've put in the show notes, and that will help you. I, I, I just believe that that will help you. The Everything everything isn't as what it seems. And the more people that wake up and realise that they're at risk, especially you you know, regular people that have got a stack of things in pensions that just want to be able to, you know, retire off of that and everything like that, you know, that that's scary. And for younger people out there, myself, other people that are younger, look at the demographics of the world. Look at the age demographics of the world. The These baby boomers from just after the Second World War, they're approaching the time where they're going to be able to take their state pensions and everything like that. How the hell do you think your government is going to be able to afford to do that? That's scary. Uh, that's the other thing to consider as as well. well. That's my rant on gold and silver and and all things macroeconomics. I know that's what, that's what I believe in. I'm not just doing that to you know get attention. I'm not just saying about you know ten thousand pound gold, ten thousand dollar gold by Jim Rickards to get attention. He believes that that's what's going to happen because of the numbers, and and the numbers really don't lie. So I'd recommend that you go and go and check all that out. Absolutely go and check that out. Really, really crucial. Uh, there's loads of links in the show notes, different books, different audio books, uh, that Mike Maloney series on YouTube as well. Go check it out and you know, have a think of your finances. Have a think of everything. Think about where you are. Think about your family. Think about you know wealth creation. Uh, think about different asset classes uh, and really... You know, just think about all these things. Come up with your own strategy. Come up with something that works for you. But you know, now's the time to really, really think about these things. Otherwise, we'll just meander along in life, not learning, uh, not understanding these things. And when it goes tits up, like it always will do, because that's just a cycle. You know, then we're going to be the first people to turn around and complain at something or someone about it. Where at the end of the day, ultimately, you and I have to be responsible for where we are, and where we stand when it comes to our our investments there's no one else that's responsible for that it's only you and i that are responsible for our own investments 